What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Hey, man, I sure appreciate y'all tuning in today. Y'all know what it is. Little piece of business here. Going on Instagram, give your boy a follow. All truth underscore no chaser. That's all truth underscore no chaser. Give your boy a good follow. Whatever platform you listening on, hey, just share it with your peoples, you hear me? Let's get this good world out and build up this community, you heard? And I got a good one for you. So I know you're ready, so let's just... Get into it. All right, everybody. All right. So today, um, I want to thank you all for spending time with me again. It's such an honor, man, to have you all listening to my topics and things that I would like to discuss. And so today, I really want to dive into the importance of marriage. And what led me down this rabbit hole was I've been struggling a little bit, if I'm being honest, just uh, missing my dad. Because like certain things that are taking place in my life, accomplishments or just the nothingness of life, um, wishing that I could call him and just talk trash. Because that's, that's basically all he would like to do is talk a lot of trash. And... Um, I'm really missing that element about him, but it also led me to wonder, like, why this guy, to my knowledge, has been married twice. He married my mother, and he married my bonus mom. And the funny thing about that is that, as it pertains to my mom... He didn't like I think he just wanted to get married just to get married. Now I I could ask my mom about that, but she can't speak for him, like his reason behind getting married. I do understand why they got divorced and stuff like that, but I saw more of his behavior in his bonus with him being married to my bonus mom. And you know, right now, the reason why I'm stumbling over my words is because I just remember when I grew up in New York. He was not married to that lady, but they were like uh, married because they've been together for a long time. Whatever that's however that's recognized, like you live with somebody for, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. And then they just recognize you as being married, even though you're not. Whatever that's called. I forget what that's called. It slips my mind. But anyway, even in that marriage, so. If I think about how I saw marriage as an adolescent and how I saw marriage as a teenager when he was with the lady that he was dating in New York, that they were, I don't know, state married or whatever that is. And then when he married um, my bonus mom. So here's the thing, man. In, in all three of those instances, he was moving like he was not married. He was moving as if he was not in a relationship. Like that's just his conversations about marriage or um uh being with one person. None of that was part of his behavior, part of his actions, part of like, hey, this is how you need to strive to be when you're in a marriage. You know, it's not about you. It's about your partner. You live for your partner and blah, blah, blah. Like none of that was in his in his actions. None of that was in his language, you know. And 
while I was marinating on that, my wife and I watched this uh, Netflix series called Ultimatum. And in this current season, the second season, there's this guy, the girl gives the dude the ultimatum. Like, after this experience on this show, you, uh, you either get married or you break up. Period. And she could not handle, even though she gave him the ultimatum, she could not handle her dude talking to the other girls on the show that they got to get to know and whatever. It's 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 interesting concept of a show. If y'all haven't seen it, you can check it out. But um, in the very beginning, while she was cutting up, we find out that she's pregnant. And they decide to leave the show. Granted, because she's pregnant and he tends to be a daddy. And during the reunion, they bring it back. So they like, yo, so how we doing? Was you really pregnant? You know, how's the baby? Blah, 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 blah. And they're like, oh, yeah, we got a beautiful baby. He's one years old now. But nah, we're not married. And so they asked the dude, like, why, why y'all not married? Like, what's going on with that? And he says, well, you know, we still got a lot of things to work out. You know, there's still some things we got to fix. And that just blew my mind because I have heard stories where a guy and his lady, they decide they don't want to get married. But in this case, she desires to be married before she got pregnant, before she knew she was pregnant. That's what she desired. And he said no. Now that they got this kid and this life together, she's just like, oh, okay, it's all good. You know, we'll get there when we get there. Like just being satisfied. With that response And so The thing is It's kind of like If Ladies If you with a guy And fellas Like Let's not Let's not be cowards here If She's good enough To make children with If she's Good enough To live with To Spend all your time together Why is she not good enough To get married Why is she not good enough To marry her And the reason why I'm bringing it up Is because Granted most people say, oh, they don't believe in the institutionalization of marriage. Okay, I get it. But there's a business side of marriage when it comes to your taxes. There's a business side of marriage when it comes to your health. There's a business side of marriage as it pertains to, like, your kids and what that's going to look like. Like, you cool with everybody in the house having a different last name and not you. And maybe sometimes some people, it don't matter, right? They'll be like, oh, I'll just fix it and just hyphenate the name. It is what it is. Not so serious. But I personally believe that it is that serious. Whether or not you believe in the institution of marriage or not, there's legalities that go with people who are married that you don't have access to if you're not married. I mean, if we just keep it in a buck, I just don't understand it. I also don't understand why, why, fellas, why, why, why do some of us decide to get married just to act like we're not married? My wife likes to give me a hard time because I don't wear, um, I don't wear my wedding ring, and it make matters worse. It's not that I don't wear it; I lost it. You feel me? I lost it in the gym, but that is what it is. But I did buy one of them, like. Uh, rubber band plastic joints that I will wear like when we do like those those couple events where everybody's married. Then I put that on. But she'll be like, "Why you don't wear your ring?" And the thing is, I've never been a person of of that wears jewelry. But I also don't move like I'm single. I don't move like I don't got no wife. I make it very known that I'm a happily married man. 
you know. And so I think in that space, my wife can probably unpack that more about her dissatisfaction <laughs> with the fact that I don't wear wear a ring 24-7-365. But, I mean, she be leaving her ring on a dresser by the sink sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, dang. But, anyway, this ain't that. Um <laughs> But just as I as I just think about this concept of men or women who want to be married and their partner does not, what do you do about that? Do you just say, fine, I'm willing to make these sacrifices with you, for you, even though I want to be married, but you don't. So, but because I want you, I choose you, then that's fine. Because, I mean, are you really choosing that person if you're not married? Like being dating somebody and being married to somebody, them ain't the same thing. They're not the same thing. Cause the minute the minute you get married, now that's where being in a relationship, building together, that's when that work starts. Because now you have closed the option of closed the option of breaking up. And you're like, hold on, Larry. What you mean? Because 40 to 50 percent of all marriages end in divorce and 60 to 67 percent of all second marriages end in divorce. So what is the point of doing it? Because clearly you can get married, just get divorced. So it is what it is. So why even put ourselves through that if there's, you know, one out of two get divorced? What What's the point? And I got to tell you, man, like the point is. Your desire to like want to be locked down. That's that's the point. The point is you care about that other person so much that when it pertains to their health, you want to be the one to make the decisions. You care about it that much. Like that's the point. The point is because of what she means to you, the way you value her, you want to prove that. She is who you say she is by making a declaration of I'm going to be the one to take care of you. I'm going to be that shoulder you can cry on. I'm going to be that constant in your life. And you're like, well, I can do that if we just dating for 15 years. Why date for 15 years? Like, what is that? What is that? You know what I'm saying? And fellas, like sometimes they like, well... You know what I'm saying? I don't got the money to give you what I think you deserve. And I get that. But you can, you can, why would you allow the fact that you don't have today that you can get tomorrow and just bless her with it then? You can't give her the elaborate wedding if that's what she wants. If that is what she wants and she loves you, but she don't want to allow the money to be the reason why we don't. Then that's an understanding. One day when you when you get it, you can. Especially when you consider the price that people are spending on weddings. Bro, you can like have a whole house. You feel me? So you live in an apartment because you spent your house money on a wedding for a day. That just like come on. Like just 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 sometimes, right? It's the response. It's God dog it. Sometimes. It is what you value. Do you value the the do you value the experience of a wedding over being married? 
Because if you value the experience of the wedding over being married, there's some disconnect there. That's something that has to be worked out. Something like that has to be worked out because that's just a whole lot of money that is being blown for a couple of hours when you could do something that could benefit you for the next couple of years. But I think in most instances, in most instances, let's just say everything is on the up and up. And let's just say you don't have all your ducks in a row. Let's just say you have enough to get her done. Let's just say that. I would imagine in most cases, that's enough. Because if she believes in you, if she supports you, and she loves you, she wants to have children with you, she wants to build, she desires to assist you in building, and you her, then money should never be the reason as to why you don't. Because it doesn't matter how much money you have, if you think about kids, it doesn't matter how much money you have, you're never going to have enough money to raise that kid. You never have a, you'll never have what you desire for your kid to have. If you got all the money in the world, then the expenses that you have for your kid are just extremely expensive because you got it like that. If you don't have it like that, then you do for your child what you can. But most kids, they don't desire the material things we want to give them. What they want from us is just our time. What they want from us is to know that they're valued. That's really what they want. So to pretend as if the reason you don't do something is because you don't have the money, in my opinion, I feel like that's a straight up cop out. Regardless of how you justify it, regardless of how you spin it, at the end of the day, if you desire her and she desires you and your reason for not doing is because you don't have A, B, C, D, I just I I just struggle with it. Now, I also struggle with the concept of dudes who want to get married and still move like they're single and and mess up a whole person. That that bothers me too because the Bible talks about when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. And that good thing is gonna be different for every person. I I I'm gonna tell you, like you may have a good thing. Maybe she don't give you a hundred percent of what you want, but you get that eighty. And if that's if that eighty is solid and strong, that's a beautiful thing. Because you can be like, well, she don't give me everything. I'm I'm lacking this twenty percent so much. And then you go find somebody who gives you that twenty percent, and now you in deficit because the eighty that you used to have, she don't do none of that. They talk about how the grass ain't always green on the other side. If you choose somebody to be your partner, if you're choosing her and she in turn is also choosing you for you. Yo, like you got to build that and work that thing together. It has to be um, a team effort. You know, married people are both responsible for and responsible to another person y'all are you get married you're responsible to her and she's responsible to you like that's the beauty of it you're not by yourself no more you're not in this game of life by yourself no more you got somebody that is that has your back period does that mean having your back is easy does that mean having your back is going to be like a walk in a park some days having your back is dope other days having your back might be like this is some crap. 
But if you wake up each day with the intent of choosing each other, you wake up each day with the intent of like, yo, I love you. And the love I have for you, this makes me want to choose you today. And that's 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 it right there. Like if you're choosing your person, if you're choosing your person each and every day, that choice that you make is through good, is through bad, is through 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 ups and downs, uh, ill or healthy, that choice, that choice that you make each and every day. Now, if those choices are based on circumstances, then the marriage that that you want to build on that foundation ain't solid. Because it's like, oh, I'm going to choose you because I'm happy. But then when you're not happy, you don't want to choose them. And then you hit the block. Like, that's just that's just not it. You know what else is crazy? Most marriages fail within the first five years. So if your marriage is going to fail in the first five years, those that endure that five years and stick it out, they go from being unhappy to extremely happy. They go from being like, yo, that was crazy, but we made it. And now you can transition from being husband and wife to best friends. But you got to graduate to that best best friend space. And sometimes to get to that space requires you going through something. But most people, when they start going through something, the things they're going through, 90% of the time, the things they're going through, if infidelity is not involved, or even in that case, right, it's, it's based upon... A misunderstanding. It's based upon not being heard. It's based upon feeling like you're an option. It's based upon. It's incredible. It's just based upon things that are not solid. It's based upon things that are not solid. And once you can fix those issues. Once you can work through those issues. The better off like. You'll be like when you have your partner knows how to fight fear. Fellas, sometimes, sometimes and 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 you got to teach a lady how to fight fear. And fellas, like, don't get it twisted. Some of y'all don't fight fear anyway. Y'all feel like the only way you can be understood and be heard is to tear, tear a woman down. Like you see it in the streets all the time. Women don't give you no attention. So you tear down. What is the, what what what? That insecurity that's in other episodes that we touched on. But you got to learn how to fight fear. You, you got to talk about the big things. You can't allow the big things that bother you and you sweep it under the rug and you swept to the point to where now it's a, it's a mountain under that rug. And now instead of you addressing it and cleaning it out, you just walk around it. You wake up. You don't say good morning. You go to sleep. You don't say good night. You, you leave for work. You don't text throughout the day just to say, hey, how you doing? You don't do none of that. Somebody cooking and, and cook just enough food just for that one person. Like don't care if they eat or not. You don't care about your part in their life because you feel as though they're not doing their part in your life. When the truth of the matter is, just as in relationships, marriages are a bigger seesaw because you stuck on this ride. If you're just dating and you're on that seesaw when it goes up and down, you can get off anytime you want to. You can just be like, yo, I don't like how you swing in on the ride and just get off. But you can't do that in a marriage like you stuck here. You might have to communicate with one another. 
And it has to be a safe space to say how you feel without using absolutes. You always. Nobody always does anything, but it also means if a person does use absolutes, you don't take them absolutes and throw out the whole entire statement. If somebody uses an absolute word, you're like, well, I can't listen to nothing you're saying because I don't do that all the time. That doesn't make what the person's saying invalid just because they use the absolute, have the maturity to recognize, to actually be like, you know, I hear what you're saying. Trust has to run both ways. It, you know, it has to, it, trust has to be equal. You have to be okay with your partner doing whatever and you doing whatever and knowing that whatever is going on, nothing that is going on is it breaks trust. There's no misconception. You're not, you're not painting these little white lies. Because little white lies turn into like really massive ones when you just like keep telling them. Because, you know, you have to respect what's important to each, each other. Just because you don't like it don't mean I can't like it. Just because you don't do that don't mean I can't do that. Just because you don't want to eat that don't mean I can't eat that. And a lot of times what happens is because somebody is doing what another person is doing, they sit there and they make it seem as though the fact that you're choosing to do that makes makes everything bad for some reason. As if there's only one way to live. If you're in a partnership that is fair, you can respect another person's perspective. You can respect a mother person's history because when you go into a marriage, you come, you bring, you bring in all your luggage, you bring in all your heartbreaks, you bring in all your disappointments, your daddy issues, your mommy issues. You bring all that comes into the marriage. When you get married, that's that's what you're signing up for. You're signing up for all of that person's baggage in hopes of they have handled that baggage. But if your partner hasn't handled that baggage before you got married, I feel pretty confident that you knew that already. That there have been something that says, yo, you know, we got to this needs to be addressed. And it is your job, men and women, it is your job to address it. I mean, at least in my opinion, if there if there's something you don't like, it's something that you, you got to address it. And I will say sometimes for us fellas, like sometimes we we. I know for myself, I'm going to say for myself, I pick my battles. I don't, I don't, I don't share everything with my wife. And when I say that, I mean like emotionally. Because is it worth it? Because I'm the one that's going to, I'm the one that decides what my atmosphere is my in my house is going to be. And if I'm deciding what the atmosphere in my house is going to be, is this an issue that I can address with myself? Or is this an issue that I need to involve her with? Some people, there was this one time, yo, it was wild. Um, I went through this spell, maybe it lasted like two months, where I was like on Clubhouse. And I actually said that, like, I was like, yo, everything ain't meant to be fault. Everything ain't meant to be a problem. You know, that has to be addressed collectively. And I spoke about a circumstance and this lady was very adamant. They were like, oh, this is clearly still bothering you because you brought it up. It, ignoring the fact that it was an example. An example, if you, if you share an example, that example don't always mean like that it's a problem. Because resolution has to happen 
with oneself. Resolution, like you make, you have to decide that you want to bestow forgiveness. And it, if you if you haven't made that decision, it doesn't matter what the other person does. It doesn't matter what the other person does if you have not decided for yourself that forgiveness is to be granted. And in this case, this lady, she was like, no, no, you need to go and you need to tell your wife right now because and I'm like, no, no, that's 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 not how I move. That's not how I move because sometimes the problems that we have, we have those problems because of, because of our perspective. We have that issue because of how we are deciding to look at it. And if we decide not to look at something a certain way, does it still bother me? Am I still bothered if I decide to change my perspective? Marriage can be extremely successful if you aren't making yourself the center of attention. A marriage can be extremely successful if you aren't making what you want and your desires the priority. The minute you make what you want and your desires priority, the minute you make your marriage about yourself, that's when you got problems. Because if your partner is making a marriage about being the greatest self for themselves, for their partner, and both partners are trying to be their best selves for themselves, they're striving to Find ways to make themselves happy so that they can be happy in a marriage. If you're not doing that, yeah, your marriage is going to fail. 100% guaranteed. But if you're if, if you over here talking about, oh, you know, uh, uh, my partner just, just you know, we just weren't happy. Why why weren't you happy? If you're, not ha- if you're married and you're not happy, the question is why you're not happy. And if the reason you're not happy is because your partner did something, said something, or if your, your happiness is being pushed upon your partner, that's why you're not happy. I'm not trying to say your partner can't do something and have you disappointed. I'm not saying that your partner can do something and you feel like trust was, was violated. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that if the trust was violated, there is a pathway to forgiveness. There's a pathway. And you just have to decide for yourself whenever you decide for yourself that you do want to take that pathway. And then however long that journey is, that's how long that journey is. But as long as you're on the journey of forgiveness, active, active, active journey of forgiveness, then that's okay. You're not in a place of like this uh, uh, fake money forgiveness. I'm going to pretend as if I want to forgive you just the dead of conversation in the moment, but nothing, you know, what I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume you guys dig what I'm talking about instead of trying to like unpack that. But marriage are marriages are extremely important. You know, I mean, even when you think about when President Obama was in office and he approved the bill for same sex marriage. And my wife, when we were talking about this episode, she's the one that brought this to my attention. Because when she listened to this, she's going to be like, oh, you just made it seem like you, 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 you came to that realization for yourself. But one of the, she, this was all her, where she was like, well, it just dawned on her that if you're not married and my partner goes to the hospital, I don't got no rights. If there are medical decisions to be made and we're not married... It goes to the next of kin. It goes to somebody else. 
And that next of kin could be a person that's not even in their life. But legally, that's just where it goes. Yeah, you can make your voice heard, but you don't necessarily get to be the stamp of approval unless you got like a medical power of attorney. Without a medical power of attorney, you don't get to make no executive decisions. But when you're married, when you're married, you get to make those executive decisions. You get like even from a tax, there's a there's a there's a there's for, there's a reason why when you pay your taxes, they ask you, are you single or are you married? Do you got kids? So how are you supposed to do your taxes? And y'all just dating for five, 10, 15 years. You got three, four kids. Who 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 claiming the kids? Because y'all not claiming the kids as a family. You know, and, and another thing too, like money can't be money if if people talk about how finances is the number one reason for why marriages fail. I personally just don't subscribe to that. I personally don't believe that. I believe the number one reason why marriages failed is because misunderstanding, lack of communication. They failed because somebody had an expectation that was not verbalized. And when that expectation that was nonverbal is not met, now we got a problem. That's why marriages failed. And you can sit there and say, oh, you know, you can sit there and you can pray all you want to. You can you can go before the Lord all you want to. But in the process, if you're going before the Lord, are you are you the things that you're saying to the Lord? Are you sharing that with your partner? How? And at the end of the day, like God don't deal with people. God deal with you. So any complaints that you have about your partner, God is going to put up that mirror in front of you and say, well, why, why you what makes you think you coming before me for what your partner did without you looking at you? If you can see all the flaws in your partner, why can't you also see all the flaws in yourself? Because we, you're deciding to make yourself the center of attention when you're not the center of attention. You're not. If you want to be the center of attention, then you need to be single. If you want to only be bothered by you, then you need to be you need to be single. But if you're going to make that decision, you also sign up to be lonely. You also sign up for loneliness. Because if you're going to operate as the center of attention and then you get in a relationship, your partner's like, yo, well, what room have you made for me? You ain't made no room here for me. So why did you even play with my feelings and my emotions if you still wanted to operate the way you operate? It was kind of like with my dad. I don't understand why he would get married again just to like. Like hurt somebody And you know And if I'm being really honest I don't think most people go into it with that intent To hurt the other person But I I think it has a lot to do with the lack of work I think it has to do with the lack of love I think it has to do with how a person values themselves Because if you don't value and respect yourself It is very hard and very difficult to value and respect somebody else. Because when you value something, you sacrifice for it. When you value something, you pay a cost for it. You have to pay the cost for things you value. And when you try to take something that you don't value, if you take something you don't value, you in turn don't respect it. And with that note, 
man, I think we should end there. So I'm, let me say this. Look, if you're trying to help God when he don't need no help, chances are you already lost. Peace.